Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Good day, friends. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and you're listening to episode number 89. Did you know there's a law called release time that allows public school students to receive Bible teaching during the school week? This is the very law that makes Bible to school possible. Did you also know there are 53 million public school students in America? So today, you'll hear how a high schooler, Kaylee Brown, thought outside the box and used this release time law to volunteer in her local public elementary school to share Jesus. Listen in as Kaylee talks about her involvement with Bible to School and shares her favorite lessons and God stories. Since the inception of release time religious education in 1914, millions of students from kindergarten through high school have participated. Currently, thousands of students participate in such a program each year. It's actually legal in all 50 of the United States. This information and more can be found in our show notes and at releasetime.org. Just click on your state to read specific guidelines surrounding this law. To learn how to join us in our mission to help reach our local public school with the message of Jesus, go to our website, bibletoschool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and fill out the contact us form. We will reach out to you to get this discussion started. Another simple way you can help this mission is by rating and reviewing our podcast. So wherever you listen in, scroll to the bottom of the episode list and tap to rate where you see the stars, and then click to write your review. This small step makes it so much simpler for people to find content they love. Ready to hear how you can make an eternal impact in the lives of children around you? Let's jump over to my conversation with Kaylee now. Hey, Kaylee, welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. It's so fun to have you here, not just because you're my neighbor and my good friend, but because you have a unique Bible to school story, which I'm so eager for you to share with our listeners today. So before we get into all those details, would you please tell us what was the best vacation of your life? Um, so I was thinking about this question when you sent it to me and I thought of like two really great ones. This past October, me and my mom and my dad and my best friend Faith, we all went down to Florida and we went to this place called Discovery Cove. And this place is so cool. Along with like a one day ticket, you get 14 free days to any of their like participating parks. That's SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, Aquatica, all these different ones. So we went there for one day. And while you're there, you get to actually like swim with dolphins. Oh, wow. And there's this like cove where you can swim with like stingrays and these sand sharks that are like totally docile. They'll you can just like swim up and pet them. And they think it's so cool. And then we spent the rest of the trip going to the other places and we drove down to Clearwater and went to the aquarium down there because that's where Hope and Winter, the dolphins from Dolphin Tail are. And I've always wanted to meet them. Um, unfortunately, Winter actually passed away about a year ago, so I didn't get to meet her, but I got to meet Hope and that was so cool. And then the other one that I just couldn't decide between these two was when I was about 14 years old, I got picked to be part of an honor band and we flew to California. And we spent a week out there and we got to march in the Rose Parade on New Year's Day. 
And that was just such an insane experience. We had to be up at like 2 a.m. and be there by like 4 to march this like 10 mile parade. It was absolutely insane and just like such a surreal experience because like I it was definitely once in a lifetime kind of thing. Wow, that is so cool. I wouldn't be able to pick between those two either. And now I'm going to have to go check that stuff out because it sounds awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Tell me real quick an overview so we can get to know you a little more about your immediate family. Feel free to include furry friends. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about those people in your life and what's keeping you busy right now. Um, so my immediate family, so there's my mom and my dad. My mom is sort of a stay-at-home mom, but she works two days a week nannying for our one neighbor. And she also manages both of my dad's businesses. So then there's my dad who owns two businesses. Uh, He's a wallpaper hanger and he owns a smoothie food truck kind of thing. And then there's my brother, Tyler. He was in the army for four years. And then when he got out, he went to college, got his bachelor's, then his master's. And he's about a uh, I think three months away from his PhD in theological studies. He's a pastor. He loves doing missions work and stuff like that. Then there's my sister, Tori. She graduated from Millersville about a year and a half ago, I believe. And then she she's in the National Guard and she is stationed overseas right now, actually. She wants to be a lawyer. She's going to go to school for that when she gets back. And then my sister Gabby just graduated last year from E-Town and she is a wedding planner and she is absolutely loving it. My sister Tori got married last year. So there's my brother-in-law, Kyle. And then my sister Gabby has her boyfriend, Jamel. So there are furry friends. We have quite a few in our family. My brother has a cat named Wesley. My oldest sister has two dogs, Ace and Luna. My sister Gabby has Nash, who is a dog. (laughs) And then we have two little dogs, Stitch and Sadie, who are brother and sister, the only two in their litter. Oh, man, this is a great big family. (laughs) We got lots of fun in here. (laughs) Yes, it sounds like it. And one thing I've always known to be true about you, Kaylee, is your natural God-given gift and love for children. So you just love them. They love you. And this is why it was such a no-brainer for me to ask you to help out with Bible to School when the program started up in my kids' school. Now, most of our volunteers, though, are at least graduated from high school when they start helping with this ministry. But this was not exactly the case with you, was it? No. So I was actually only in 10th grade and I was still going to Manheim Township High School at the time. Wow. Okay. So 10th grade, would that put you at like 15 years old? Yep. 15. Okay. And this would be 2019 to 2020 school year. So um, we're going back a little ways, but I just, you know, once a month, we like to bring in a member or a volunteer with Bible to School so that you as our listeners can hear like who we have and our unique, very special stories. And so Kaylee's is definitely that. And I bet our listeners are wondering, how is it even possible that at 15 years old, you were able to help with Bible to School? So it was possible because of the release time law allowed for it. Okay, the release time law. Yes. So to our audience, the reason Bible to school can even meet is because of this very law, release time. It is a legal way for students to receive religious education during their school week. It's like a max of 36 hours per year in the state of Pennsylvania. And Kaylee, you've heard it said so many times, you probably know the three tenets that make release time legal. So could you just share those tenets with us right now? Yeah, of course. So one, it needs to have an off-site from the school building. Two, it requires parent permission. And three, it cannot cost the taxpayers any money. 
Yes, exactly. So I reasoned within my heart that if Bible to School can legally take part in this program, why couldn't my sweet high school volunteer? So (laughs) I'm so thankful I was right. But there was a little bit more to this story, right, Kelly? Yes, it was definitely an interesting experience for me trying to get the release time for myself. So it wasn't just like with the kids where you fill out a form and you get to go. I had to have a meeting with the administrators and I don't remember his name, but you're the one who actually said who I should go talk to because he was a big fan of our program. So I set up a meeting with him and I went in and I talked to him about the program and what it would look like for me to be able to help with it. And he basically told me I needed to write up a proposal. I needed to explain how it would affect my time at school, how I would get there, what I would be doing, how I would get back and how I would make up any work that I would miss. So over the next like week and a half, I worked really hard on this proposal and this like kind of was like kind of an essay almost. Yes, you did. I remember that. You did. (laughs) I went around asking for all the facts, figuring out exactly what time I would leave, what time I would get back, what I would be missing. And it honestly worked out really well for me because I would leave right after fourth period ended. So I would miss my entire fifth period class, which was a study hall at the time. So it worked out really well. And then I would come back about 20 minutes into my six period class, which was a little unfortunate because that was my AP class. So I would miss about 20 minutes, 30 minutes of my AP world history. But I got him to agree to this because I proved that history was one of my best subjects by showing him my past history grades. And I had to also get permission from my history teacher, which meant I had to basically write up a proposal for her and explain what I would be missing, how I would make it up. And because I was helping with the second graders, it was on Thursdays. So that was also a little unfortunate because that was always the day she gave out our test. So once a month, I would miss my test for AP history and I would have to go in on Friday. And if you guys don't know how AP classes work, you do half the test on Thursday and half the test on Friday. So I would go in on Friday during my study hall, take the multiple choice questions And then as soon as I was done with that, I would have no break and I would take the written questions. Oh, wow. It was a bit of a, it was a lot, but it was only once a month. So it really wasn't too bad. And all the other work, luckily I had a lot of friends in that class who would be willing to share their notes or whatever work I missed. So what I hear you saying is for Bible to school, it was totally worth it. It was worth it. And we know our God is the God of details. And I believe he was with you every step of the way. And we were very, very blessed to have you with us. And those kids loved you. So second great piece of news is we don't reinvent the wheel. So now that you've done this for us and paved the way, thank you. (laughs) We can go back to your specific story and we can glean from that if there's ever a future child or teenager who would like to be involved in this way, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So then in January, 2020, you started cyber school at that time, and decided also to help out with our third grade Bible to school class, which we were so thrilled you added to your already busy schedule, right? Yes. So because of completely like unrelated to anything, um, I started cyber school, left public. And I remember I was sitting there one day in like January, and I knew you had been trying to get the third grade started up. And I knew they were only going to have half a year. 
And my mom, who was already helping with the second grade as well, came to me and said, they're still looking for more volunteers for third grade. That's like the only thing they need to get this started. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not doing anything. I, I can do my schoolwork whenever I want. So why not? And I, I think I messaged you and I was like, I heard you need more volunteers. Sign me up. And we were so thankful. <laughs> and this was also a unique year. Yes, like you said, it was half of a year. So we start midway through the curriculum, pick out the most important stories to get these kids on board with hearing about Jesus and his great love for them and the miracles he did and how we can ask him into our hearts to live with him forever and, and live for him. But we ended up getting shut down in March because we all know what 2020 was. COVID. <laughs> yeah. So while we still went January to March, we then did get cut short. However, then if everybody remembers in September, everybody was like in this weird virtual slash some people physically in school. So in September, 2020, we held class after school hours with the option of virtual attendance, which was just that again, one adjustment for COVID, but that kept the door open for you to help there as well. Yes. So that year, um, in the summer before that year started, I actually got a message asking if I wanted to work at a preschool. And I was really excited, but I figured that the times weren't going to work because I would be working there when I would need to be at Bible school. But then I got the message that we were going to do it after school this year. And I was really excited because that meant that I actually got to help out again. So yeah. And that was just such a godsend because I really wanted to help out again. But like I said, I didn't think the times would work up. And then I got the message and I was really excited that I could still help. And we were really excited that you could help too. That was a unique year. We made it work. It was fun. There were a lot of tech issues to work out with virtual, but everybody pitched in and it was just those kids were glad to be there, even though it meant extending their day. It was just a good time. So so yeah, Kelly, thank you so much for your service over these years. It was such a blessing um, to have you there. I know the kids loved you. Can you just share a favorite lesson you remember from the years you spent in class with Bible to school students? Yes. So the one story, the story of Moses, when he, with all the plagues, and then when he's escaping Egypt with all of the Jews, was one of my favorite stories, simply because of the kids' reactions to him. So the one where he's parting the Red Sea, in order to show the kids how he did this, we did this experiment where we would put pepper in water, and then we would put soap on one of our fingers. And when you touch the water with your finger, all of the pepper separates. And I remember they just thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And they they all wanted to do it. But unfortunately, with that experiment, you have to reset it every time. You can't just be like, okay, now you touch with your finger with the soap. And <laughs> you have to dump it out and refill it. And it was a lot of effort, but they thought it was so cool. The same kind of story, but with the plagues, there's the one with the boils. And to show that, we would have them stick these little red dots on their teacher's. And they thought it was so funny because my brother was actually one of our small group leaders and they covered him in these red dots. And then one of them turned around, looked at him and said, he looks like a cookie. I don't know where it came from, but it was so funny. And then, and then he goes, he, he said something like, I'm not a cookie. And one of them goes, evil cookie. And for the rest of the year, they called my brother evil cookie. And it was the funniest thing. And I remember talking to them at the end of the year, and they would always bring up that lesson because they thought it was so funny with evil cookie. You know, the relationships that are created <laughs> in these silly moments 
They are the ones that last. And I guarantee you, and I remember that very well, if that little girl and the boy see Tyler in the future, they will still forget. They might forget his name, but they will not forget Evil Cookie. (laughs) Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Do angels have feet? We love that our kids are thinking of every detail, including what angels look like. Since angels are spiritual beings, we can't assume to think that every angel has appeared the same to humans. Some have looked and sounded just like us, and others have had a potentially frightening appearance. We do read in Isaiah about a vision he had of angels at the throne. Each had six wings, two covered their face, two covered their feet, and with two they flew. It appears that yes, some angels do have feet. So Kaylee, how about one more fun thing? Can you share any God story over the years with your time spent with these kids? Yes. So I was really debating which story I wanted to share for this one because I have a lot of really great God stories, but there was one that just really stood out to me in particular. So there was this little girl in my the first year I did my second grade class, and she was the sweetest child. Oh my goodness, this kid. <laughs> she would always sit with me on the bus rides. And I remember she was like obsessed with this little squishmallow keychain that I had on my backpack that one of my friends had given me. And she would always want to play with it on the bus. And I remember I was thinking, I was like, I'm going to give that to her at the end of the year, something for her to remember me by. But as you've pointed out before, we got cut short because of COVID. And because nobody really saw that coming, I never actually got to say goodbye to that little girl who was like my little buddy the whole year. And it was kind of sad for me. That was like three years ago. And then this past summer, I was babysitting for a friend of mine and her daughter asked if we could go strawberry picking at her friend's farm. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So we went over and we strawberry picked for a while. And then she was like, can I go say hi to my friend? And I was like, yeah, of course. So we walk over and I remember thinking, wow, this little girl looks really familiar. And she asked if she could come hang out with us that day because we're going to go to the library. And I was like, sure. So we're at the library. And (laughs) this has been like two hours after I met this kid. And I look at her and I keep thinking she looks so familiar. And then it just sort of clicks. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is this little girl. And it didn't click before because we called her by her full name in Bible school, but she was going by a nickname when I met her again. And then I, I said something to her about it. And I was like, did you do Bible to school when you were in second grade? And she was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, I was one of your leaders. And I was like, I was your, I was your buddy on the bus. And she was like, yeah. And she brought up the Squishmallow. Oh my god, it was so funny because that was like one of the things I remembered her bike. She was so obsessed with that thing. Oh, <laughs> it was kind of like I got a redo. I got to say goodbye to her, and I got to tell her like how much fun I had spending time with her that year. And it was just so great because I really was so sad when I didn't get the chance to say goodbye to her that year. Wow, that is really awesome how God redeemed the time. And again, our God of details, He just <laughs> I'm sure knew it would encourage her heart as much as your heart. So that is really, really neat. Wow. It just goes to show again, how important being a mentor in a child's life is. And even our listeners, if you aren't involved in Bible to school, everyone has kids in their lives and everyone can be that type of a person that kids have memories with and look up to. Yeah. Thank you so much for being that for a little girl, Kaylee. So also another cool thing, a stat for y'all. Did you know Bible to school had 40% more children this year than last year? So So we added a lot of kids who want to know about Jesus. I mean, that's a big number, 40% more. And Bible to School is continuing to spread quickly 
because of the great need that all kids have, especially now, to hear truth. So we actually have a few programs this year. I don't know if you knew this, but we couldn't open them up because we didn't have enough volunteers. We didn't have enough Kayleys and Tylers and Kaylee's mom. We literally have had children on a waiting list to hear the truth of Jesus. So to our listeners out there, if this tugs at your heartstrings and you have two hours just once a week to lend a hand, Kaylee, would you tell them what should they do? They should head over to our website at BibleSchool.com and click on the Contact Us tab. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) We would just love to connect with you all. So Kaylee, knowing that our listeners are looking for ways to tell the children in their lives about Jesus, do you have any advice or encouragement to share before our time together closes? Yes. So when you're trying to teach a kid about the Bible, a lot of times parents just kind of want to like read from the Bible. But a lot of times that doesn't really work with kids, especially the younger ages that we teach. As I mentioned before, the lessons where they got to interact and they got to do these fun activities were definitely the lessons they remember the most. So if you're going to want to teach your kids about the Bible and all these amazing stories that are in it, I recommend going on like Pinterest because they have some really great ideas. You just look up whatever Bible story you're doing. You can input your kid's age, whatever details you want, and you can find some really great activities and crafts and things for them to do. Absolutely. Thank you for that advice. That's great. And plug in there, Bible to School is also on Pinterest. (laughs) And we have a blog. And on the You Can Tell the Children resource tab on our website, there is an at-home section where there are great ideas and activities you can do with your kids. These are the things that stick in their minds. So thank you so much for that, Kaylee. Would you mind closing our time together in prayer? Yes, of course. Dear God, thank you for such an amazing experience all these years and all these kids I've gotten to meet over over time and just all all the things I've seen them go through. And I just pray that we can help so many more. And even if only one child comes to know you and comes to ask for you to be their savior this year, I'll know that this program is 100% worth it. And I just ask that you stay with those kids, the ones who haven't accepted you yet and are maybe a little skeptical at this point and just stay with them until they're ready to come to you. And I just pray that you watch over all the rest of them and that they really do learn something from this amazing program. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I just love how Kaylee thought outside the box and utilized the release time law to her advantage. Her love of children and desire to teach them about Jesus rose victorious over her circumstances, even during the year of COVID. This didn't stop her from serving where she felt the Lord calling her to be. I'm inspired by her story, and I know you probably are too. Would you consider telling me about it? You can find Bible to School on Facebook and Instagram. My friend and team member, Megan, posts about these podcasts each and every week, so you can engage with us there. We'd also love to hear from you about starting a program in your community. Do you desire to help out with this local mission by volunteering your time just once a week, but don't know how? Contact us and we will start the conversation from teachers to small group leaders, craft helpers to worship leaders and room aides. There is a job for you. And I just can't think of a more important job than spreading the gospel to young ears needing to hear the truth. Head over to our website at bible2school.com and click on the contact us tab. That's bible, the number two, school.com. Stop back in here next week to hear from author Lindsay Driscoll about her new devotional book. You won't want to miss this conversation. And until then, friends, have an amazing week. And remember, you can tell the children about Jesus.